Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guests' big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome to Alex and Annie. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we're here today with Vered Raviv Schwartz, president and COO of Guesty. Vered, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Wonderful being here with you, Alex and Annie. Yeah, we're, we're so excited to, to talk to you and, and hear all the great things that you have going on at Guesty. But, you know, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you a little bit more. We met at the Women's Conference and got to see you speak on some panels and really dive into your background, which is just fascinating. So to get started, can you give our audience a little bit of a background on who you are and um, what, what you've done up until the point of getting to Guesty? Sure. So my background is is of law, actually. I started my career as a lawyer doing IPOs and mergers and acquisitions. And then during the year that, you know, we called the tech, the first tech bubble in 2000, I decided to join an organization and really um, leading from within rather than being a, on a consultant role and have been doing that ever since. So started with Radware a public company traded in NASDAQ, and uh, since then have been to four other companies. So Guesty is actually my fifth company. I also expanded my roles, was so starting from general counsel, added operational roles and other roles until my current role as president and COO. Um, I think it's also interesting that my previous company, um, Fiverr, also um, public company traded in the U.S., uh, I joined them as the first executive when there were only 40 people and really built the team from the ground up, built the organization, uh, built the scale uh, up to six years later is when I left them to join Guesty. Um, and I found out that this is really what I love doing, love joining organizations when I think there's a great product, a great market to think about and help them really grow, scale and become an international global large organization. And this is uh, what I've been very fortunate to do at Guesty for the past almost four years now. That's amazing. And, and so you're so you're with Guesty. And what I guess I would ask you, what drew you to them with all your background and again, mergers and acquisitions and 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 the different companies that you've been with? This is a going in the vacation rental space is a different space. So what about them was intriguing to you enough to join? Well, I think that when I I look uh, to join a company, I really want the field to be exciting enough and disruptive enough. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to make an impact, not only in my role, but in the industry I joined. And when I joined the five of my previous company, I felt that we're disrupting the way people work in a sense. You know, people nowadays can work from anywhere and anyhow. And, you know, um, speaking of, you know, my uh, special interest in promoting women and other minorities. I felt that that's a way where everyone, even if they don't have the backing, the funding, uh, can uh, start their own business. 
And I found the same type of interest and excitement when I joined Guesty in the short-term rental industry. It's again, an industry of entrepreneurs, of self-made men and women that had a passion for something and could start their own business by providing uh, an elevated guest experience by uh, innovating in the way they treat uh, the field of hospitality. And I was really drawn into that entrepreneurial spirit and how we are disrupting the way people live and travel. Uh, basically, if you think about it, short-term rentals um, is far broader than you know just hospitality, especially nowadays when people change their way of living and can really uh, work from anywhere, live from anywhere, move from one place to the other and use the short-term rental industry as a way to promote that new way of living. So I found all that extremely exciting. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, the two different companies, how they actually are quite similar in a way, you know, that's, that's an interesting background. And I can see why Guesty would be drawn to, to you to bring you on as president. But um, Annie and I just used Fiverr when we started the podcast to record our intro and outro. And we got, you know, the voice talent, the music, and it was a great experience. I'd never used it before, but it's, it's amazing when you see, you know, these different options that people have now, it, it's so much has happened in the last year because of the pandemic of allowing people to be able to be more flexible with where they live and work. And I think Fiverr is, is definitely one of those elements of that's enabled, you know, this shift in travel, the shift in lifestyle that we're seeing that affects us on the property management side. And, you know, the, the people that we're having that want to come and stay long-term and they want to stay for a few months. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to see how everything kind of has cascaded down, <laughs> but. Yeah, one of the things that we talked about was again, meeting you at the women's conference and we would kind of dove into women in, in the industry and, and elevating women in the industry. And so you mentioned um, in the onset here that, you know, you wanted to help elevate, elevate women in the industry. So are you doing anything currently? Are you are participating in any programs maybe within Europe or within the U S that are focused on on that, on women in, in tech, maybe, or women in vacation rentals? Both. Uh, I joined a, a Thrive as a mentor that is focused on women in travel. Uh, previously, I mainly focused on women in tech. Um, there is a forum called the Women Founders Forum that was actually founded in Israel that um, is kind of a, an accelerator for um women entrepreneurs. So we take women when they're in the first stages of building their company and really help them uh, think about the business, about the strategy, about growing the organization, about funding, uh, about a lot of, you know, management issues that uh, come along in the first stages of the company. I'm happy to say that there are a few women that I've mentored at in the early days of their company and the company has really grown and succeeded and went through several rounds of funding since then. So it's, it's a great feeling to feel that you are there for women in the beginning of their career. Um, I also uh, volunteer in a lot of uh, organizations for um, women in terms of advancing their careers, pro women and she works and other organizations that uh, there's a Google campus for moms uh, that was created to help young women um, that um, started a family and want to make sure that they don't lose touch with work and, you know, think about the next phases of their career. All those organizations are organizations that I'm involved in and 
or was involved in and always happy to contribute in general to uh, young or older <laughs> women yeah. uh, that um, come to me with questions. A lot of times they get, uh, you know, just a request from women in the industry to consult and to ask questions about uh, their next steps, about their company's next steps. And, and I, I can't say I don't help men okay? <laughs> <laughs> and in the industry as well. But I really try to give priority to women because I think that they have less of the resources and the context to help them. And if I can be such a resources, I think it's my obligation to do so. That's great. And I think we, we talked about it and, and uh, Alex and I talked about it kind of several of our guests is that we had a lot of men along the way that mentored us and not necessarily that there weren't any women that mentored us, but we just had more men. And I think that their women weren't stepping into that role of, of being mentors because they were fighting their own battles to kind of crawl up that ladder, if you will. And uh, you mentioned being a part of the Thrive uh, Women in Travel Excuse me. I was part of that in the beginning too. A lot of uh, several of the of my previous coworkers from Expedia launched that, and they had asked me to be involved. And it was the timing of it was perfect. Obviously, we had a lot of free time on our hands with how COVID happened. But the thing that was really um, glaring, or not glaring, it was it was uh, eye opening to me is that how disproportionately women were affected by COVID and that, you know, like, I think it was just in vacation rental, 60% of the, of the people that work in the industry are women. And they were the ones that were leaving in droves because again, they were having to be caretakers and educators yeah. and, and moms and, and, you know, leaving their businesses and some have not come back to the industry. And so we've lost a lot of really, really smart minds, a lot of really talented people, um, not just to COVID, but just the impacts of, of COVID along the way. So I am so glad that you're involved in organizations like that. It's really, it's really important that all of us can participate wherever, you know, wherever we can. Yeah. And, and, and you, you bring a good point that I think that all of us, when we're young, we have our own battles, right. And, and, yeah. and I think that only in the, I'd say the past like 10 years, have I also, <laughs> made a point of of helping the younger generation because I used to be that, you know, woman juggling uh, a lot of stuff around and fighting for my place. And I I remember the exact date actually where I chose to uh, be more involved and do more for other women. And it, it was in an event of a of a, an investor that invited the um, uh, C-suite executives for, you know, a, a portfolio meeting. And there were about 50 people in the room and I was the only woman. Wow. Okay. It's like 50 wow. people with me being the only woman. And I looked around and I said, this is just, you know, this is not right. Yeah. This is something that we need to do something about it. And from that day on, I really decided to write about it, to post about it, um, to, if, if you look at medium, I, I do some posts about, you know, women in tech and, and women's career and um, get more involved, volunteer more, help other women more. Because uh, if we won't do it now when, you know, we can, uh, no one else would. Yeah. And I think I've, I've noticed just this past year at conferences, I mean, so much has changed versus a f just two years ago, probably when you used to go to these events that there are definitely more women being on panels. There's more women being involved, being asked to contribute, um, which is, you know, testament to what's going on. I mean, you know, your com guesty coming to you knowing, I, I mean, I, I would imagine I'm not positive, but did they set out to find a female CEO? Was that a criteria for them? 
Actually, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, some companies um, are specifically now targeting that for the right reasons. I mean, they, yeah. they want to have a female leader where before that it wasn't like that, <laughs> but diversity. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I think uh, there's a lot more focus on diversity, Yeah, uh, which is great. By the way, I just have our, you know, latest data because we had the 2021 summary and we have 44% women uh, at Guesty which for a tech company is, yeah. as I'm sure you know, uh, way above average. I still, you know, hope for uh, above 50, yeah. but uh, 44 is not bad. And uh, it's something that I can't say that we try to hire women on purpose. I really believe that if you want to have a diverse team and if you really are open-minded uh, when you hire and when you interview and when you allow diverse people to interview. So you have more women uh, interviewing and not just men, right, the likelihood right. that you will find yourself with a diverse team is just bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that they mentioned at the women's conference um, and we talked about this in our pre-interview is that women don't apply for jobs until they feel like they are completely and, and totally qualified. So in your in your experience, if you got a resume and you saw someone that maybe was applying for a lower tier job, but you saw that they were more experienced or maybe could be pushed up, could elevated up to pushed into, into a role, would you do that? I mean, I, I, I'm, I wonder... Again, if women are applying for jobs, are they, you know, are our companies looking for them to to find ones that are maybe diamonds in the rough or ones that aren't giving themselves enough um, credit for their skill set? Well, I'll tell you a few things. First of all, I do encourage women to apply for roles, even if they don't meet every, you know, check every box yeah. uh, on uh, the job description because. No one does. Usually people don't check all the boxes. Right. And if others are applying and you are not applying, you're losing out. So you just have to put yourself out there and apply to as many uh, positions as you can. In in terms of the way I see it, we really believe in giving people a chance and by, you know, sometimes taking people from different backgrounds and different experiences because diversity is not just gender, right? Diversity is uh, the uh, industry you're coming from, the roles you've played in those industries, um, your life experience, uh, your, your, the, where, did, where did you grow up? Uh, and What languages do you speak and what cultures are you coming from? And having a diverse team elevates the discussions and gives more perspectives and more points of views. And eventually, we believe it brings a better product and a better, you know, type of service to our clients. So um, many times in my past, I've hired people that did, that actually never did the job that they applied for. But I said, this person could be really good at X because they bring this, you know, very unique angle or uh, they come from a role where they managed a lot of people and, you know, although now they're managing them in a different area, still management skills are extremely important in this, you know, specific uh, role or understanding the customer is very important, even if you're coming to a product role. So maybe you were in a customer facing role, but you can still be a great product manager mm-hmm. as an example. So, and and definitely for us bringing people in from 
hospitality, even if they weren't in tech in the past, mm -hmm. but they really understand hospitality, we believe they can bring additional value to us as a tech company because they really understand the client. They really understand the pain points or, yeah. you know, the perspective of the client using the product, which is also valuable. Right. I think, uh, Annie, I can't remember who it was recently that said this to us. Um, it might have been Ali Calametti that said you can teach skill, but you can't teach will, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you can if you have somebody that you know they they've got the right personality traits to fit in with your organization, and you you see them having that desire to rise up and be able to learn new things. That's so valuable to a company, and having the right fit of a person, I think personality wise is ultimately going to be better than having somebody that just checks off all the boxes skill-wise. Exactly. You've got to have somebody that that meshes with you and, and your leadership styles work together. So that's really important. But you know, in, in our industry, I do think that is an important part on guesting what, what you do, that the knowledge of hospitality and how we all use software and the user needs and personas, you do need people that actually are familiar <laughs> with, with yeah. you know, how that is actually done. Um, and we do see in some of these companies that they are very tech heavy on developers that are not experienced at all in hospitality. And there might be some leadership that has the hospitality experience, but you can see that there's a disconnect between what the leadership brings to the table and what is being developed that it's like, sometimes you almost feel like you're speaking two different languages, <laughs> right? So that's, yeah. that's a challenge, but um, I, I think, you know, it's guesty has just been, it seems like it's an overnight success. I, it's not exactly an overnight success, but it is a pr fairly quick success. We used that started in 2014. Right. Believe, yeah. And as a, a property management company, um, exactly. So the, I think the interesting thing is that the company started off as a property management company, seeing the success of Airbnb that was a very young company back then, like yeah, yeah. today. And uh, Amiad Soto, our, our CEO, and his identical twin brother actually were speaking about the fact that Airbnb is exploding, but the experience of you know renting out an apartment is so cumbersome just mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. Yep. And then they came up with this idea of um, a property management that is very, you know, tech focused, a lot on, you know, automation and streamlining processes. Um, and that's where they started off, uh, applied to Y Combinator with the idea and it started there in San Francisco. And uh, after about two years, they understood that they're really are better at, you know, technology than... <laughs> really understanding those pains of hospitality and laundry and all that. Yeah. Figuring out yeah. <laughs> that maybe tech geeks should stick to tech and <laughs> yeah. provide that technology yeah. to other amazing property managers out there that are uh, focused on hospitality, which is something I really believe in, by the way, that hospitality brands should focus on hospitality and really allow us to help them solve all the technical pain points. And this is what we've been doing since, since then, since 2016. And uh, we've been growing ever since quite dramatically uh, with the help of our customers that have been growing with us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were speaking earlier and I mentioned that you, your presentation at uh, Verma, the booth that Guesty had mm -hmm. was qu quite impressive, right? It was one of the larger ones there and you you had a, a big staff with you and a lot of really just um, 
uh, you could tell the people that were there were very excited about the product that they were showing us and, you know, wanted to show us a demo immediately. And we, we set one up and we got to see it in action and it's, it's a great product. So it was exciting Thank to see. You. And it, to me, it's like, it's just, I feel like we've seen the, the, the big ones we've seen streamline, we've seen track for a long time and it just seems like guesty all of a sudden is just kind of booming right, right along. So it's, it's nice to see another big player come on the scene and it looks like you guys are, checking a lot of the boxes for a lot of those different use cases. So for multi-use uh, condo condo resorts, for smaller managers, for larger managers, for individual property owners. Um, can you speak a little bit to how you've built that product out to be so robust to speak to all those different types of personas? Sure. So uh, I think we started with uh, what we called, uh, you know, the mid-size uh, uh, players from, from five new units to, you know, 100, 200 units. And then I believe we kind of grew and matured uh, with the needs of our customers. So our customers uh, grew and all of a sudden they had full buildings or full floors and complexes and they needed solutions to uh, fit those new needs, whether it's, you know, just a multi-unit management um, that of course is very different than individual homes, uh, in terms of you know the um, the ratings and reviews, and in terms of just the, the you know the occupancy management and, and rates and and so on. So we really started catering for those needs and building out you know the accounting model for different uh, business models, uh, data and analytics because we understood what kind of data our customers need to take on, you know, data-driven decisions in their business and so on and so forth. So I really feel that the product developed with our customers' growth and development. Mm -hmm. In addition, uh, we didn't serve the very small customers, like up to five units until uh, recently, but with the acquisition of your Porter and its repackaging, rebranding as Guesty for Host this year, um, Actually, it's last year, right? Because we just started a new year. Uh, so, in uh, just just last November, we uh, relaunched um, Guesty for Hosts, and now we also have that self serve uh, mobile first product uh, to help the small players because we believe that even the small players can benefit uh, from automation and the better operation and just get that you know peace of mind of someone helping them take care of all that really cumbersome work of managing properties. So even if you have one or two properties, it can become a lot of work and it can, you know, really um, kind of jeopardize your day-to-day -day or your day job if it's not a full-time job um, or just give you the ease that someone is responding to customer requests and, you know, or automating some of the check-in and check-out processes, things like that, that, you know, I think everyone needs. So now I really feel that we cater for all different uh, uh, needs and personas, and it was an evolution, and it will stay an evolution. And I believe yeah. we will continue to add new features and new products and new ways to help our customers as they grow and evolve. One of the things that we talked about um in all this that you guys are doing is that you're, you like to be very collaborative with the industry and I, and having been around for 20 plus years in it, I know that 
initially the industry started very siloed. Everybody did their own thing. People didn't want to share data. People didn't want to share API information. It was all about your your being your own entity and trying trying to compete with each other and not be collaborative. And so you talked a lot about that um, your collaboration with other channel managers and other pieces of the connectivity ecosystem. So could you tell us a little bit more about you know why that you think that that's good for the industry and and why you guys are focused on that? Sure. Uh, first of all. Um, being a tech company, uh, we're used to a lot of collaboration from different tech players. Um, that's where we grew up, right? That's, you know, I think that collaboration increases innovation, helps the industry, helps the entire ecosystem, and it doesn't matter which industry you're in. Now, specifically for hospitality, we started with our marketplace early on. I think now there are a couple of players that have the, you know, a marketplace offering, but we really started early on believing that that connectivity is key and that we can develop everything. Even right. if we have like 20 different products and features within Guesty, we can never develop anything, everything. And sometimes it also doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. I'll give you an example, smart home automation. Okay, I'm not going to start manufacturing smart locks right now. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I am going to offer a good solution that plugs into Guesty because that's what my customers want. They want the ability to manage everything from the Guesty dashboards and they want to be able to toggle a lot of different solutions mm-hmm. uh, onto the Guesty dashboards and that is what we're offering. Um we have several dynamic pricing tool solutions that are uh, plugged into the Guesty system. We have, you know, luggage solutions. We have, um, you know, insurance solutions. We have, um, you name it, right? Every every uh, possible uh, solution out there in the ecosystem is plugged into Guesty one way or the other. And of course, also the channels. We have direct integrations, but we also offer channel managers offering additional integrations that, you know, could be niche, could be for a certain uh, geography. Uh, sometimes there are, you know, solutions that are necessary in certain uh, regions or states and are not necessary in others. Uh, so we can't develop everything, but we can give our customers access to everything. And we also believe in the freedom of choice. So sometimes uh, we could have a task management solution uh, in the Guesty uh product, but we also have task management solutions by other vendors in the marketplace. And we really believe that if our customer feels that this is the application that is better for them, they should be able to use it. We shouldn't prevent them from using the best of all worlds if that's what they feel is good for their business. Because a happy customer that feels that the overall offering suits their needs is, you know, the best customer you can get. And if we need to partner with others to provide that experience for our customers, that's what we should do. And that led to a very robust marketplace. Today, we have over 100 partners in the marketplace mm-hmm. and a lot of collaboration in the industry because, again, a lot of it could be a win-win. If we help partners in the ecosystem succeed and they help us succeed right. and we all help the customer grow their business, yeah. it's a win for everyone. Absolutely. And that is just music to my ears because <laughs> I know with, with our business, we d- we work with a lot of condo resorts that still use hotel-based software. And I'll tell you what, it is a very different um, atmosphere in that side of things versus vacation rental software. And kudos to our industry for being 
very collaborative just in general, I guess. And, you know, seeing that that is the future of how software needs to develop is that it needs to develop alongside the needs of the users. Don't prevent your customers from working with who they want to work with, because ultimately what that does is it ends up that they're going to not want to use your software and they're going to switch to somebody else. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to me when we talk to some of these other hotel-based softwares that that is still the way that they're operating, that if you want to integrate with them, you've got to pay massive amounts of money to do it in the first place. And then they're also charging the client, you know, on the other side of it. And it, it's really, it's, it, it is the opposite of everything that you just described. And it's surprising to me because I think vacation rentals has always, people have looked at it as we're, you know, on the heels of hotels that hotels have done a lot more in terms of the technology. And now we're trying to catch up. And I don't know if I can really agree with that. (laughs) And nowadays, because I think the technology on our end is surpassing a lot of the hotel software technology. Oh my God. I definitely agree. I think that actually we are way more, tech forward compared yeah. to the hotel industry. Think of the software that hotels are using. Yeah. Most of it is like 20 years old. Right. right? Yeah. What exactly, exactly is, yeah. you know, was, you know, innovative in the past, you know, 20 years, not yeah. much. Yeah. And because we're a new industry relatively, yeah. right. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not really a new industry, but I think a lot of, you know, the personas that we see today are new, right. is relatively new. Um, and a lot of the online activity in our industry is relatively new. Yeah. Um, and as a result of that, there's a lot of innovation. That The fact that we have to be more nimble in the way we work, the, the fact that we operate with less staff compared to the hotel industry means that we need to have more technology to bridge those gaps, right? To have right. more automations and more uh, workflows that will enable smooth sailing in our industry. And as a result of that, I actually think that the short-term rental software is way more advanced than the hotel software. And it really helped us and resonated in COVID times, right? Because all of a sudden, when remote work is everything, even for the hotel or you know, the hospitality industry in general, short-term rentals really shine because they already knew how to work remotely. They already knew how to do remote check-ins and checkouts. They knew how to give that feeling of a contactless safe stay for customers and the hotels couldn't really bridge those gaps that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, the rubber kind of met the road in the last couple of years there. And and I think all things were leading up to the pandemic being, you know, the shining light for vacation rentals that not only from a product standpoint, but also from a technology standpoint that the things that had been being built, you know, were really, they were in place at the right time for our industry to capitalize on it. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. Annie and I are going to do some deep dives um, in the new year on some episodes with what vacation rentals can learn from hotels and vice versa, what hotels can learn from vacation rentals. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's going to be, those are going to be some interesting topics to dive into. Cause I, you know, I think there's, there's a lot on both sides that, you know, it's the history and the professionalization that hotels have and the organization of things I think is still very strong and that's the backbone of their success. But um, I do think that the technology side is where we can all work together a little bit better and, you know, be able to share, share some things that could benefit everybody, especially when you have products like what we have in our market that teeters between being, you know, we call it a condo tell that it's a, it's a condo resort, it's it looks like a hotel to a regular person, but they're individually owned units, but they operate as an on-site 
resort. So there's, there's not really, there hasn't really been any software that caters to that needs yet. And I think you guys are getting cl- are close to that and are speaking to a lot of those needs. And I know track is as well, trying to focus on that too, but um, it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see how that moves forward, because I do think that's a segment of the inventory that n- needs that help um, finding the better solution. Definitely. And I do think that we see the lines blurring between the industries as well. I mean, yeah, definitely. what is an apartment, right? Do you define right. it as a short-term rental or a hotel? It's apartments, yeah. but it's in one building. And we have more and more clients uh, leaning towards those, you know, types of properties. And that's why we developed a lot of, you know, the features we develop. Um, so I do believe that 10 years forward, uh, we'll see a lot of the solutions catering to both hotels and short-term rentals because it will be very difficult to separate them. Yeah. Yeah. I know in, in our, at Lexicon, one of the, one of our core competencies is that we work with the hotel style inventory and we've proven out that the ones that operate in that space in terms of how they do their listings, they, they book six to seven to one compared to a key level listing. Um, But it gives them a lot of, a lot of flexibility again, across the spectrum of channels. Um, But I think that there's, there's been, and, and I referenced a quote that you had in an article about the fact that the we're, we're all in hospitality. It doesn't matter if your vacation rental is your hotels. We have so much we can learn from each other yeah. and share with each other. And I know Alex's market and the market where I live specifically, we're very much in those camps where we 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 see the need and we're trying to get everybody on the same page to work together. So I think again, with what you guys are doing and and creating a platform that can speak to all of these different personas, not just as a consumer booking a vacation, but also the u- the user, the, the actual property manager. That's right. it's great. And, and it does speak to where our industry is going in the future. So I'm excited about it and I'm excited to see where Guesty will kind of take all of us. Yeah. Thank you. So I think we're getting kind of near the end. Um, so um, we loved getting to know you and I'd love to have you back at another, another point. So if at any time Guesty has a really great thing that they want to talk about and announce. And again, if there's any opportunity to bring you back um, with another topic, we would love to have you. Um, but we talked about some questions that we wanted to ask you. And, and one of them you um, actually were, were very excited to answer was, um, what is one story that you remember from your family growing up? And you said you had a really good one to share. So I'm yeah, excited, I'm excited to hear. We don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, I call it the first lesson of my career and I was about nine or 10. And um, I was uh, doing my uh, math homework and it was difficult. And I went to my mom, who's a mathematician, by the way, and told her like, mommy, I need help with my homework. I can't solve this. And she looks at me and she tells me, what do you mean you can solve it? There is nothing you cannot solve. If you take the time and you read it again, and you think about it well enough, I'm sure you can solve it because you can solve anything. And it seems like just a small thing that she told me, but I really carried that across. Like, I still remember um, that whenever I had, you know, uh, homework or things to do or a test, I always said, okay, I know I can solve this. Now I just need to focus and I can solve it. And it's something I took with me across my career. Whenever uh, there is a time that is more stressful, whenever I have a problem to solve, I always say to myself, Vera, there is nothing you can't solve. You can solve anything. You just need to think about it hard enough and come up with a solution. And I think it's the kind of attitude that has been with me uh, for my entire career. 
And yeah. listen, we've been through a global pandemic. And, uh, I took the same approach. I said, yeah. okay, global pandemic. I'm sure you can solve it. Yeah. I didn't quite solve the pandemic yet. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it should be solved any day now. I did think that, as, you know, as a businesswoman, I said, okay, it's a tough time. Let's think what we can do. Let's think what we can solve and right. not just whine about it. Um, so... What a great lesson, though. That's a yeah. really, your mom was a smart woman. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's it's about, you know, biting off a little bit at a time that, you know, a massive problem. When you look at it, it seems like there's just so much to do there. But if you take a little bit at a time, all of a sudden you look back and you do have it solved. So that's a great lesson. Um, one question yeah, I, I have about the Sorry about, about the attitude, about believing right. in yourself, right. going believing back yourself, to yeah. applying to that role. Yeah. Uh, and about taking that promotion yeah. and saying, I can do it. I mean, I know I can solve anything and I can do anything I set my mind to doing. Right. And it's, it's like that quote. I mean, if you, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. <laughs> so, you <laughs> yeah. know, you've got to, if you believe that you can do it, you can do it. Everything is solvable, you know, to a certain extent. Pandemic's a little bit outside of that, but we're, we're getting there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're getting there. But I'm, I'm curious, um, Fred, who, who has been a big mentor for you in your career path? I know you're a mentor for so many others. So I'm curious who has been a mentor to you. Yeah. Well, I didn't have one mentor, but I think that uh, all my managers throughout the years, I, I, w- I was very fortunate in that sense to always have managers that believed in me and trusted me. One of them, for example, was um, the CFO in a, a previous company of mine it was called Media Mind. And she's the one that suggested that I take on global operations. And think about it, I was a general counsel. And she said, Verit, I want you to also take on you know, uh, global operations. And I said to her, uh, well, I don't know. It's not something I've done. And she said, yeah, but can't you really do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had faith really in you. Great at it. And yeah. I-, I was very quick to be convinced and say yes. But sometimes you need those people to yeah. believe in you and to give you the opportunity. Just like I try today to give opportunities to people that haven't quite done what I'm asking them to do. But I believe that they have the ability to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're, think- we're in such a time that, I mean, so much is still being developed right in front of our eyes that there's a lot that not a, a lot of people aren't going to know how to do a certain thing because it's still something that is is being written into the future. Right. And yeah. I, I remember when I started at Condo World, I was 23 years old at the time and I was hired. My title then was director of marketing. And I remember telling one of my girlfriends from home that I'd gotten this job and she said, are, are you, do you think you can do that? Like you can be a director. And I said, well, I'm going to figure it out. And, and I did, So, but, but it did, it took the same thing. It took my, the owner of our company, having that faith in me that he knew I was young too. And he knew that I didn't have all the answers, but he knew that we needed to take the company into the digital age. And I was about the right age to be able to figure it out for him. He was, yeah. you know, almost 80 years old at that point. So it, it made sense, but having that person that get, has that faith in you is, is very important. And it's, a, you know, overall arching theme of what we've learned from you today. And just in other conversations, you don't have to know all the answers to commit, you know, commit mm-hmm. first and trust creativity follows and you will figure it out. Yeah. There, thank you so much. And again, would definitely love to have you back. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? 
Um, my LinkedIn is a great way of uh, reaching out to me. And also feel free to use guesty.com. And uh, we have an info page and we have a contact page and you're happy to look for me anywhere. Right. We'll include that in the show notes so people can reach out to them or to you. I'm sorry, to you and Guesty. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Fred. And um, we look forward to seeing you at many events this year, hopefully. Uh, And we wish you and Guesty nothing but the best of luck. Thank you. So great being here and looking forward to seeing you in person too. Thank you. If anybody wants to find Annie and I, you can go to alexandanniepodcast.com. And we look forward to talking to everybody the next time. So thank you for tuning in. 